0: Have you ever wondered why you could not go from being a hearing Christian to a doing Christian? Have you ever noticed that there is a huge divide between what you hear on a Sunday and actually getting the things done that are preached? If you are anything like me, you are tired of hearing great word on a Sunday and not knowing what to do with it come Monday. This podcast will provide you with practical steps that will help you significantly grow your Christian life and put you way ahead of where you used to be and put to sleep those old frustrations of unfulfilled expectations. I am Craig Venn. And this is the Building the Kingdom Q&A Podcast. Well, hello everybody and welcome to another amazing episode of the Building the Kingdom Q&A Podcast. My name is Pastor Craig and I am here under the watchful eye of our senior pastor and leader, Pastor Vernon Orenser, who is the Apostle of Kingdom Builders Ministries International uh, with a couple of locations and expanding and growing. KBM is on the move. We are growing We're taking territory, we believe in God. There is so much that the Lord is talking to us about at the moment in developing and growing KBM. And uh, he's he's talking to us about big, big, big things and we're so, so very excited about it. Also, uh, a, a wonderful announcement that we have is that the Kingdom Builders Ministries app for your phone is back up and running. Thanks to our our faithful partners who have partnered in this project to be able to get the app back up and running and available to you to make sure that we stay connected and being able to keep you informed with what we're doing, making sure that the live stream is still available to you so that you can hear the word of God. The word of God says that my word shall not return unto me void, but it will accomplish that for which it was sent. And it is our commitment to make sure that you get the Word of God at all times. We want you to be able to have the Word of God available to you. And so we're developing ways and understandings and means to be able to get the Word of God to you so that you can receive, that your faith can be built, that you can be encouraged and be comforted by the scriptures and receive from the Word of God. And if you've been following uh, this podcast and you've been following this channel, um, we have been uh, moving in the area of faith and understanding faith. We're not finished with that. Um, and it is my desire, although the uh, the pressure is on at the moment, it is my desire to be able to finish the Fundamentals of Faith series, uh, hopefully within the next couple of, of weeks, to be able to finish that up and have that set available for you. And also we'll be continuing with our understanding of the covenants, and uh, this is what we've been busy with at the moment, and it's so exciting. It is magnificent things opening up in the Word of God, and Pastor's been ministering on that in the in the church services, and uh, just just opening up those scriptures to us and the revelation that he's been bringing has been birthing more and more revelations. And I I want to encourage you with this before we get started this morning, before we get into this morning's material, is when pastor ministers a word on Sunday. It's very, very, very important, or, or on a Wednesday, or whenever you hear him minister the word of God. And on top of that, let me just say that before I say this. Anytime that man is preaching the word of God, you should be in the building when you're connected to him, you you don't want to miss anything. There is a particular thing that is available to you, but it's not for the casual inquirer. It is for the diligent seeker. Remember, he says that the word says in the book of Hebrews, he says he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek. It's diligent seeking. It's not casual inquiring. Oh, you know, you know, I'll just I'll I'll get what what sticks. No. Diligently seeking, diligently looking for the word of God. There is a proceeding word that is for your life. There is something that the Lord has for you, a word that will encourage your faith. And we'll, it'll be that word that'll strengthen your faith to be able to receive what God has for you in the season. But it's not going to come. It doesn't come. Uh, it doesn't come to those who, who, who sit on the couch and and eat potato chips and and watch movies all day. There's nothing wrong with taking some downtime. But the word of God needs to be primary. It needs to be the number one priority in your life, not your job, not, you know, everything else that goes on or your friends or your family. The word of God remains primary. Always. You will not have a successful family. You will not have a successful job without making the word of God primary in your life so that you can have the God kind of success. You might have the world's kind of success, but it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you ulcers. It's going to cost you stress. Trying to develop things that that should be self-sustaining if the blessing of God is on you. And we've learned through the series on, on fund, the fundamentals of faith that the blessing of God comes on you through attention to the Word of God. It doesn't come on any other way. You've got to get into the Word, have your attention continuously focused on the Word of God. And he will bless whatever you're doing. Whatever you shall do shall prosper. That's the word of God. Psalms chapter number one. Psalm Psalm Psalms chapter number one. And so whenever a pastor is ministering a word, you, you want to be there, you want to be hearing the word of God. The, the second thing that you want to do is you want to take those scripture references and those those major points that he's making into your study time into your prayer time at home and you want to be praying them through and you want to be studying them out because he will minister revelation to you his, his his function as the senior pastor of the church and as the apostle of the church as the founder of the church as the one who came who was sent to start the church his function is to feed the sheep His function is to make sure that the sheep are fed and protected. That is his function. When you receive from that word and you begin to feed on it, more revelation will begin to be birthed. The Spirit of God will begin to birth revelation in your heart. and You'll begin to see things in the word. That were not ministered on Sunday or on the Wednesday meeting, but will lead from that. But again, it doesn't come to those who don't pay attention. It's not for those who listen on Sunday and go on. It's for those who will take those scriptures and come before the Heavenly Father in prayer and pray the scriptures. I'll pray all this other stuff that's going on, on with you. The angels aren't listening to that. They hearken unto the voice of the word of God. That's Psalm 103 tells us that they don't, they don't, they hearken to the voice of the word. They don't hearken unto complaining. And the father fellowships with us on the common ground of the word of God. And so when we gather around the word of God and we begin to receive from God's word, and listen to His Word and experience His Word together, then then that's that's when the faith begins to rise and the promises begin to become so real to us, and and the joy of being in the Word of God just begins to multiply, and and our, our satisfaction from the Word of God uh, begins to increase. He He, he satisfies us. There is nothing more satisfying than being in the word of God. There is nothing more satisfying than being in the presence of God. You know, the Bible says in the book of Psalm, Psalms, it says, it says, in his presence there is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, pleasures forevermore. That's where your fullness of joy is. Is in the presence of the Lord. Is gathered with him, fellowshipping with him. Around the word of God, experiencing the great joy of the word of God. I mean, right now I'm experiencing a magnificent, overwhelming joy because I'm I'm gathered with you around the word of God. I, I I'm I'm speaking about Jesus, the lover of my soul, my savior, my deliverer, my developer, my prosperity agent, my healer, my provider. I'm, I'm just i'm with you around around this subject and i can feel his presence beginning to reside you. Yeah? and uh, there, there's no greater joy there's nothing more that i could possibly want than just being here around the word of god with you and and, and so i really want to encourage you when Pastor's is ministering a word or you're hearing from these bible studies take time with it don't just listen to it on that, that initial hearing of it take time with it Write down the scripture references, go in your Bible, get them before your eyes, get it into your eyes, get it into your heart, get it into your mouth, get it into your ears, and, and so that it becomes such an indelible part of your life, and you'll experience the, the blessing and the joy of being in the Word of God. Now, having said all that, let us get uh, to our scripture for today. I want to go to our, our uh, foundation scriptures for the covenants. Uh, and very quickly read through that in the book of Ephesians, please. Please get your Bible. Please, please, please get your Bible or your app or whatever it is. Ephesians chapter number two, verse 11. Wherefore, remember that you being in time past Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands that at that time you were without christ being aliens from the commonwealth of israel and strangers from the covenants of promise now i want you to pay attention like like in our previous episode pay attention to that line strangers from the covenants of promise having no hope and without god in the world but now in Christ Jesus, you who sometimes were far off are made near by the blood of Christ. Okay, we're talking covenant here. Amen. We're talking covenant. So let's go over to the book of Second Peter. Second <clears throat> Peter, please. And we're going to look at chapter number one. Verse 1. Simon Peter a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. According as His divine power have given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness." He's already given it. He's already given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Uh, And through, excuse me, through the knowledge of Him that has called us to glory and virtue, that word virtue there is actually excellence, has called us to Glory and excellence, whereby are given unto us exceeding and great, great and precious promises. Very, very important. Whereby are given unto us exceeding and great, excuse me, exceeding great and precious promises. Very, very important to understand that. Now, let us go over to the book of Genesis, chapter number 15. And before we do that, I just want to take a moment in prayer with you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I bring every listener before you. And I pray, Lord, as we gather before your word, that we would enjoy the sweet fellowship we set ourselves to be taught by the word of God and to receive your word today. Pray that our faith may rise in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Let's uh, go over to the book of Genesis, chapter fifteen, and <clears throat> what I want, what I want you to pay attention to this morning is the fact that when, when God called Abram, when God was calling Abram, and we discussed this earlier, he did not, he did not require him to change his life. He wasn't looking for a change in lifestyle yet. Yet. That's important (laughs) because eventually the change in lifestyle, particularly if our lifestyle is not pleasing to the Lord, is going to have to progress. But the first thing he does is he offers him a promise. And we discussed that in in our previous episode, is he promises him something. He says, and let's go over here uh, in 15, he, he, he makes a covenant with him, and he tells him that I'm, I'm going to multiply you, I'm going to make nations out of you, nations are going to be birthed out of you. And he tells him, leave your kinfolk, leave your family and go to a place that I will show you and there I will bless you, I'm going to bless you in that place, leave all this behind you. And and I'll bless you. And he tells him, I'm going to make your your descendants as the sand of the sea, as the dust it was just, uh, sand of the seashore, the dust of the, the 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 beach for for better term, for lack of a better term, uh, as the stars of the sky. What did Abram do? Abram believed God. He believed him, and came into agreement with him. If Abram never believed God, he never would have left Ur of the Chaldees. He never would have moved. He would have stayed there because you can see that because his father had died, his brother had died, he's consolidating his family. And he's staying, he's, he's getting ready to settle in, in uh, I think it was a place called Nahor. But the Lord says, I want you to continue on to Canaan, I want you, I want you to move. If, if he did not believe God when God appeared to him and said, this is what I want you to do, he would have stayed there. But he didn't. He, he moved on and, and he decided to continue. Now, this is an important aspect because the Bible says that Abram believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. This is what the covenant produced. It produced righteousness in Abram. And the Bible says, in in chapter fifteen of the book of Genesis, it says that it, it tells us one of the covenant rites of passage, one of the ceremonial covenants, is that they cut these animals down in the middle and they they they, they put them uh, in in the halves like that, and then they had to walk through a figure of eight uh, and 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 so on, and and hopefully during this time. As the Lord leads, we'll spend some time around the different aspects of making a covenant and how to make and what the Bible tells us about how to make a covenant. And now Abram has covenant with God. He's made, he's made a covenant. Now I want you to go over to to Genesis 22 and we're going to spend a couple of moments there uh, this morning. And it came to pass, verse 1. After these things that God did tempt, that word tempt is, is, is not attempting to lead him into sin. It's to prove him. God didn't try and tempt him and, and get him. To, it's to prove him, to prove that he had chosen the right man. And said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. He said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will show, which I will tell thee of. Now, it's his only son, so we're talking about the, the leading up to, to the Passover, which we've just experienced, the, the the Passover, and understanding that this is a prophecy of Jesus, this is a prophecy of Jesus. Now, take your son, your only son, Isaac. That's, that's a prophecy of Jesus. And offer him for a burned offering on the Mount Moriah. Mount Moriah is a very, very important mountain. The Mount Moriah, that place where Abram gets ready, and he builds that altar. Is the same place that Solomon will build the altar in his temple when he builds the temple for for the Lord, and he builds the house of God. It's exactly the same place that he builds it, and Golgotha, Calvary, is is no more than a kilometer away from there. It's exactly the same mountain. Exactly the same place. So it is very, very significant that when when Abram is now developing this covenant with God, that we understand that it is a prophecy of the covenant that we have with God through Jesus Christ. And, and, And we'll see this. Offering for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell you. And Abram rose up early verse three in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went into the place of which God had told him. So what do you have? You have, you have Isaac, the chosen, uh, promised son. You have two men with him, which are, which is a picture of the cross. Or picture of of Calvary, two unnamed men on either side. On the Bible says here, he they clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up uh, and went to the place. The wood is there, the wood of the cross. Then on the third day, the third day, again a prophecy, the third day. What day? What, what day was important? It was the third day. Abram lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. Now, this is settling in my spirit right now. Some people say, well, it was the third day when Jesus rose. It wasn't the third day when, uh, when he offered him. I, I understand that. But... The Bible tells us, very, very important now, that Abram had already received Isaac. Oh, let's go over there. Go, go to the book of Hebrews. Go over to the book of Hebrews, if you will. It's a bit unplanned, but we're gonna get in into something that's that's exciting. Verse 17. By uh, chapter 11, excuse me, Hebrews 11, verse 17. Uh, By faith, Abram, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten so He'd received promises. He'd received promises. What promises had he received? He had received... That this was the promised son. We knew that. And that through this son, multiple nations would be born. We know we, we know that. But this, is, this has been explained to us. So he's received promises that through Isaac, and now God is saying, offer him. So it almost seems like a contradiction. It's not a contradiction. God never contradicts himself. He, his word is not contradictory. God, God is ordered in the way that he says something. If he says, I want you to sacrifice that promise, he's, he's, he's got something in mind that perhaps you and me don't know about. And he knows what he is doing. He's not confused. He's not confused about where you are. What's- if he told you to be in a place And now it's not looking like it's working. He told you to be there. He didn't tell you to figure out how to. He just told you be there. So be there. Be in in, in, in that place. He told him. Now, verse 18. Of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. The promise is there. He gave him a promise. Now, listen. 19 accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead. Whew. Now that's, that's, that's believing God. From whence also, from where also he received it. He already received him in a figure. He already, that word figure means a parable or a word. So his faith, God told me this was the boy. God told me this was the seed. God said that to me, and I'm going to stand on that word even if God is telling me to sacrifice him. God's telling me to, to, to do this. But if he, if he, if he promised me this, Then I'm going to stand on that promise. I'm going to stay with that promise. I'm going to work with that promise. I'm going to be obedient to God because his word has told me that this is the one in, in, in whom all the families of the earth will be blessed. This is the seed. This is the one. So even if I sacrifice him, he must be, uh, he must, it must be a situation where the Lord is going to raise him from the dead again because he has to stay true to his word. God is not a man that he should lie. God is not a man that he's, I don't know where you are right now and and, and what the situation is. God's made promises to you. And if you, I'm not talking about some prophet standing up and, and, uh, and, and, and telling you your future. He's given you over 600 promises in this word. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. That's a promise. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. That's a promise. Rest. Uh, peace. Free from anxiety. He leads me beside. He, he, he leads me in the paths of righteousness. Whoo, that's rich. It's a promise. There's hundreds of them through the Bible. He's made a promise to you. And whatever the situation is in your life, how, however things are looking, stand on the promise. You won't be disappointed. You won't be disappointed. Receive the promise back from the dead. Receive it in a figure. Receive it in the word. And uh, I know that your faith will rise to the next level. But you got to stand. Don't let go of those promises. Even if it looks like it's going to die. Don't let go of it. God didn't tell you to keep it alive. He told you to believe. That's all. It's not your job to keep it alive. It's your job to believe. Stand in your faith. Stay connected to the covenant promises. And God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. I love you. We here at Kingdom Builders Ministries, Pastor Vernon Arens, we're praying for you. Believe in God for a great breakthrough. We love you. God bless you. Bye.